Chapter Twenty Four of Tilda Jane's Orphans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gloria Begaman, Somerville, South Carolina. Tilda Jane's Orphans by Marshall Saunders. Chapter Twenty Four perletta makes an explanation during the next week hank watched perletta as a cat watches a mouse but with such discretion and such apparent unconcern that the girl never dreamed her every action was under the closest scrutiny he was able to play the part of a detective with great ease for his holidays were not over and his interest in the progress of the new house was a reasonable excuse for his spending so much time in and about his barn home at the end of a week he and tilda jane again found themselves by the river one morning after breakfast the same little company was reunited there milkweed was browsing fitfully poacher and the dogs were having a game of tag while cousin una greatly improved in health was making short scampering excursions into the long grass bordering the path and excited by the tickling of the green blades was coming rushing back to tilda jane and playfully laying hold of her skirt with her white teeth as if to urge her to have a game of chase with her tilda jane however gave her but scant attention for she was listening with all her ears to hank who was speaking rapidly and earnestly sissy my report's all ready perletta is a new girl something has happened to lift her out of her queer state of fighting everybody for what she used to call her rights the chips off her shoulder but how it's been knocked off i don't know she's at rest in her mind and feels she's as big as anyone i expect as i said last week that someone has left her money i've gone to town after her and i've seen her go into mr whiting's office three times she don't stay long but long enough for an interview now he wouldn't be bothered talking to her unless there was something to talk about he's doing business for her that's what it is and the business has smoothed out some of the wrinkles in her character you find her a heap easier to get on with don't you she's as smooth as silk right now said tilda jane enthusiastically and she don't growl at all hardly she's taken a shine to you sissy but there's one thing i don't like either through being dreamy and thinking about what's happened to her or feeling she's above it i notice you have the heft of the work now that's got to stop school has closed and you're having holidays but still i ain't willing to keep a dog and bark myself i was going to speak to perletta about her breach of contract this morning but just now she asked me if she could have a talk with me and i told her to come down here by the river cause she said she didn't want dad to hear now you stay when she comes i don't want to talk to her alone hist there she is on the bank here talk about una 
don't let her think we've been going over her good doggy and he bent down and tried to caress the shrinking pup who drew back from him and braced herself against tilda jane poor little una poor girl said tilda jane gently is she a scared young goosey how she dotes on you said hank in a clear voice then lifting his head he said come on down perletta most of the family's here the big girl came awkwardly and solemnly down the bank and stood before them her red hands hanging at her sides her eyes were fixed on tilda jane but hank said commandingly don't mind her speak out i ain't got no secrets from sissy perletta smiled peculiarly i've got nothing to say but what will sound sweet to her ears but tilda jane ain't bold it makes her scrunch up to praise her to her face the little girl blushed shamefacedly and hung her head while hank said brusquely no need of praise cut it out now what do you want to say to me i want to say this sir perletta began ponderously and with a certain kind of dignity i ain't a poor girl no longer i be a real lady oh be you said hank gravely i'm proud to hear it and being a lady i s'pose you'll always act like one i'll act the lady to them as treats me like the lady replied perletta and i'll fight them as don't and being a lady i don't need to go out to service no more i gives you warnin i want to know exclaimed hank however he added stoically i guess we'll bear up under it now would you mind giving us some information about the transformation scene that has made you out of a woman into a lady i don't know nothing about seeing transfers said perletta with ill-concealed rapture but i be what they calls an airless airless repeated hank surveying her fuzzy pate i should call you on the contrary main hairy i'm an hairless she continued in a state of grave happiness too deep to be upset by his frivolity and i've walked dead into a fortin do tell said hank we've got it now our old friend money which is the root of all evil so you're an heiress and you've come into a fortune yes sir and how much is your fortune nine hundred dollars she paused an instant and hank with a glance at tilda jane said with real feeling i say perletta that's fine tilda and i are glad aren't we sissy glad oh so glad said the little girl clasping her hands now you'll put that in the bank perletta and keep it till your old days come maybe you'd better wait till i've had time to say what i've begun remarked perletta with preternatural gravity it's nine hundred dollars a year hank stared at her at tilda jane at the dogs and the pigs and then turned his head and gazed at milkweed who had come to join in the family conclave and had thrust her velvety nose sociably over his shoulder do i hear aright he asked or do my ears deceive me have you 
perletta garraby come into an annuity of nine hundred dollars a year that's what they calls it she said emphatically whiting and company and others it's mine till death us do part nine hundred even dollars by year to do what i likes with to chuck it in that river or to give it to the boys there and she indicated the pigs who had left their play to wallow again in the mud and who is your benefactor asked hank staggering back to lean against milkweed in pretended weakness do you mean the man as guv it to me yes hurry up and tell us this is more funny than a story-book twas an uncle brother to my father he were a doctor who was your father yes sir he were a fine smart man when young then he took to passin the bottle and when he was older he married my mother who were cook in the house where he boarded she had no learnin but she were good till he taught her to pass the bottle too his folks was shamed to own him but when this old man you mean your uncle yes my uncle before he came to die he thinks of me cause he knowed his brother had one child he tracked me through the asylum then he wrote to old man whiting and old man whiting he went on to kennedy where my uncle was a patient turney a what interrupted hank patient slicers then here it is wrote and she drew out her well-stuffed purse and exhibited a newspaper clipping tucked among the bills patent solicitors hank read aloud or attorneys as you were trying to call them garraby and son the old established firm head office toronto branches in montreal winnipeg vancouver and washington d c seems to me i've heard of them you don't mean to say you're a niece of the head of that firm he's dead she said solemnly him that was my uncle old man whiting saw him fust though and he told him what mr waithsmith and mr tracy said about you and tilda jane and grandpa and me but what have we to do with it asked hank in amazement him that was my uncle wanted to know where i was what i was who might be my friends old man whiting says he give good account of us all and my uncle he says if my niece be what you say she be she'll not have need for much she'd better bide with the good folks that had her and i'll leave enough to keep her comfortable hank for once in his life had nothing to say he was turning over this new surprise of fortune in his mind but raised his head when perletta went on i have a cousin old man whiting says he's a boss-looking man as straight as a kennebec pine but he's got a wife and young uns and he says he loathes i'd fit in better here nor there hank surveyed perletta from head to foot evidently her uncle had been a rich man his son would have had all the advantages that wealth and culture could bestow small wonder that he wished to keep the ignorant uncouth relative at a distance from him and yet hank resented his attitude great relatives he said aloud i guess you're well rid of them perletta hunched her broad back significantly i ain't such as they be she said 
with more penetration than hank would have given her credit for possessing a great wave of compassion swept over him the unfortunate girl inspired him with infinitely more pity now that he understood she realized the difference between herself and more favored persons don't you fret he said consolingly you've got good friends here you don't need to go to canada tilda jane's face was glowing with admiration and affection and seizing perletta's hand she pressed it warmly you ain't hard perletta you've got lots of soft spots and i'm never going to get tetchy with you again and i guess i'll stand by you even if you lose that money i'm breathing easy now i know about it it's like as if old mount katahdin had been lifted from my chest the big girl looked down at the smaller one clinging to her hand you're just as tickled as i have that money as if you had it yourself she said shrewdly he ain't and she nodded her head toward hank he'd rather you'd had it this statement was so true that hank did not take the pains to deny it well continued perletta i come here to talk business i wants to know as my uncle said and as i thinks myself if you'll let me go on livin with you not as hired help but as a boarder hank for a minute was slightly confused and began to run over possibilities in his mind i ain't a-going to work no more perletta went on i be goin to study mr waysmith he said he had an idee of someone to learn me mr waysmith ejaculated hank have you been to him i have you and tilda runs to him with troubles why not me this question was unanswerable and hank put one in his turn did he treat you well perletta as soft and as easy as grease i told him my worries and my joys like he was my pa hank turned round made a face at milkweed who was leaning her head too heavily on his shoulder then once more directed his attention to perletta who was giving further information in a sing-song voice says i to him says i sir i'm bent on stayin with them folks and then there's the boys he asked me what boys and i told him all about dodge and grappler and that it would be main hard to get board for two pigs and a lady anywhere but here he said that was so said i'd better bide here and you could get another girl to be hired help why ain't he cute observed hank to take such an interest in you he told me to pay good board cause boarders was a bother and he said it i'd better have you plan a tasty room in the new house for me where i can sit and read hank looked incredulous did mr waysmith say all that most of it replied perletta solemnly in course i told him my ideas and he bowed his head and he arsked me to call again hank began to laugh perletta you and mr waysmith ain't got exactly the idea of a lady l a d y don't spell lazy bones ladies has white hands perletta observed seriously i lay out to have mine as pale as milk 
and she stretched out her two red brawny paws as she spoke but white hands alone don't make a lady said hank impatiently a lady might shine stoves from morning till night and day in and day out for a month till her hands was as black as the lead but still she'd be a lady a dead lady said perletta owlishly shinin stoves always lays me out you can't make ladies vociferated hank that is you can't make them in the way you're planning to do it you're mixing up laziness with your idea of what's proper you mustn't give up work perletta you'd not be contented do you plan for me to board and work too she asked suspiciously no no you don't grasp my idea at all i was a tom naughty to try to make you grasp it you'll have to grow into it in course i'll take care of the boys she said uncomprehendingly and with a glance toward her wallowing pets but listen now i don't count on no housework don't you suppose that i know boarders don't do housework asked hank shortly i was only trying to get some of your buzzy ideas out of your head and i eats at your table said perletta warningly hank broke into sudden laughter you're mightily afraid of kitchen boarding you want to make sure of the parlor and when can i begin to board she asked eagerly the first minute you see a bite of anything to eat replied hank explosively oh my give me a minute to laugh this is the creamiest thing i ever heard of perletta gazed at him benevolently i'm awful pleased you're willin for me to stay and set down with you and eat she said i was feared you'd kick hold on said hank there's dad my soul i don't know what he'll say about having you in the family he don't set much store by me said perletta dejectedly can you make him give in i'll try said hank cause mr waysmith lowed there was lots of folks would try to fool my money out of me but all of yees wouldn't i tell you what perletta said hank with mock gravity some fellow will be shining up to you proposing marriage for the sake of that nine hundred dollars i wouldn't talk about it if i were you i ain't told no one but the melangons and the comias and the leblancs and the thibodeaux she replied hank groaned oh well i guess it don't matter we'll try to keep you out of scrapes and i ain't likely to marry no one she said seriously cause you'd be the only one that i'd have and you wouldn't have me if i was worth nine hundred dollars a minute hank was once more overcome and speechless flabbergasted he choked in his throat and he gazed at his admirer with a gaping mouth you can shut your mouth she said sarcastically and quit being scared for i to know that i'd have you if you wallied in the mud arter me like those pigs men is pigs anyway you pretend to be so awful fond of tilda jane and you're always orderin her round tilda do this and tilda do that tilda come for a ride tilda come for a walk ain't her young legs tired when she runs and waits on you 
yes men is hogs i say and i prefer my hogs right down on the ground where they belong and where i can drive em stead of their drivin me old maids can do as they likes there ain't no man with a stick over em the harder a man says he likes a woman the harder he bosses her i ain't a-goin to be no slave i be an old bachelor lady maid now i selfish spluttered hank finding his voice at last i impose on tilda jane you bet you do and i'm thinkin of doptin her continued perletta grandly once she wanted to dop me and you wouldn't let her i guess now i'm a-goin to dopt her i've spoke of it to mr waysmith and to old man whiting and they said all right if she was willin papers could be made out i'd like her to be me little sister tilda jane in a rapture at perletta's thought of her again seized her by the hand the big girl put one of her own hands on her head and with a smile that was ennobling and touching said softly the other night she crept in my room she knowed i'd had money somehow mind you she didn't know but what i'd stole it said she perletta i've tucked away a few dollars you can have it if you want to buy anything tears was in her eyes and she kissed me added perletta in a lower voice she kissed me and there ain't no one done that since my mother died hank gave himself an impatient shake and turned away a new spirit had certainly come over perletta she was really quite affecting and drawing out his handkerchief he blew his nose violently several times but she was speaking to him now and he must turn round can i dop the only person in the world that thinks anything of me she was saying softly to him no perletta he replied mildly not with my consent tilda jane is my adopted sister you ain't had no papers made out said perletta eagerly i'd have writings no i've no papers said hank and it ain't because i don't approve of having things binding if i was a man with money to settle on her i'd have papers of adoption made out pretty quick but s'pose my health fails or i was to marry some witch of a thing that would chase sissy up hill and down dale i wouldn't want her to feel bound to stay though as long as i have health and strength and am wise enough to remain single i want sissy with me i thought you wasn't goin to marry remarked perletta disdainfully neither i am if i can help it i tell you i ain't got no more idea of marrying and no more wish for it than those pigs have but i've travelled i've seen women sharp enough to catch even me will i or nil i now i'm doing my best to keep out of their way but suppose one of them laid eyes on me where would i be and where would sissy be then you refuses to dop sissy cause you're scared some woman might catch you precisely and i don't want you to adopt her for the same reason there's fellows cute enough to trap you perletta and suppose you married one and tilda was in your house and he wanted to get rid of her no we'll leave things at loose ends 
and sissy can stay where she's got the pleasantest outfit ain't there no good men and no good woman near kikaset inquired perletta rolling her small eyes round the horizon heaps of em hank hastened to assure her but they don't go hunting like the foxy ones i'd hate to be lugged off from my comfortable home ain't marriage the best thing that can happen to man or woman asked perletta gravely course it is i'll get married some day it's the right thing to do but no man wants to be driven to it before he's ready my time ain't come yet perletta turned from him as if wearied by the conversation and directed her attention to tilda jane who stood breathlessly listening to them suddenly a new thought penetrated perletta's thick pate and her eyes twinkled s'pose little sissy married herself she suggested and her husband wouldn't let you and me live along o her the expression of tilda jane's face and the novelty of this idea so amused hank in his present excited state that he went off into one of his gales of laughter sissy mary he cried stamping up and down on the grass oh my bones and body what a drollery bless her heart and soul wouldn't she chivy a man about wouldn't she dragon him and make him stand round oh hold me someone or i'll explode you great calf ejaculated perletta half admiringly half contemptuously great calf yes echoed hank i feel young most in my cradle i the rest of the sentence was never uttered in his fit of merriment he had propelled his fat frame too near the edge of the bank and suddenly he lost his balance and went over backward splash into the river the girls screamed and una ran yelping back to the house while milkweed the pigs and poacher always ready to join in family joy or affliction hastened to the spot the gallant poacher sprang in after him but the pigs in concern at seeing him in their favorite wallowing place advanced to snout him out of it perletta and tilda jane in anxiety and excitement waded in up to their knees then retreated shriekingly as hank struggled to his feet and stood with his arms extended his whole body dripping with muddy water step by step he groped his way to the bank the girls walking backwards before him oh look at his poor head cried tilda jane all plastered with black mud and that dreadful water pouring from his face hank come this way till i wipe you off hank's plunge into the river had not washed the nonsense out of him he was still laughing convulsively and making lunges and plunges at the two girls he drove them in hysterical agitation up the bank and across the road towards the house grandpa in rather a bad temper at having been left alone a rather rare occurrence was coming out of the yard with handy andy they were going to take a walk but hearing the confusion by the river stopped to see what it meant 
first came perletta and tilda jane running and looking over their shoulders and emitting squeals and giggles of perturbation behind them groped and staggered a strange figure with muddy dripping arms escorted by poacher and the pigs occasionally the strange figure would make a run then would fall into a walk grandpa stared in amazement handy andy timidly approached the curious figure to see what it was it paused on seeing him allowed him to sniff his way quite near then with a watery shout leaped forward at him and brandished two waving arms poor andy did not stop to see whose arms they were with one loud squeal of fright and perplexity he ran to shelter himself behind grandpa's legs grandpa had some time before he recognized the sloppy figure and he cried irritably what have you been doing with yourself sir you look as if you had been playing with the pigs you had better get into the barn i didn't chuck myself in the river on purpose sir called hank in a conciliatory way twas an accident and a bit of harmless fun ain't as bad as rolling home drunk at night you dare to drink said grandpa wrathfully just let me catch you at it and precipitately wheeling around he hobbled down the road but fast as he went he was outdistanced by the nimble and terrified andy hank ambled into the yard saluted the amused masons at work on the cellar then mounted to his what have you been doing with yourself sir own part of the hayloft calling gaily to tilda jane second best suit of clothes ruined sissy but i've had enough fun to make up for their loss End of chapter 24